Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome. Welcome to T25CL Entertainment. Galaxy Talk Radio. United We Stand is the name of my show. And I'm your host, Galaxy Chief Andre Ward. It's Saturday, April 4th, 2020. The time is currently 10.04 a.m. here on the West Coast. Let's go with some temperatures throughout the world. It's 52 degrees here in Oakland, 57, in Los Angeles, 37, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 50, in New York City, 61, in London, England, 88, in Lagos, Nigeria, 72, in Nairobi, Kenya. Okay, let's go over a little bit of who we are and what we do here at T25CL. T25CL Entertainment is your platform for digital entertainment. Please listen to our 24-day, 7-day-a-week radio show featuring jazz, R&B, blues, hip-hop, gospel, and international music. Check out the many music artists with available CDs for downloading to your listening devices. We have four radio talk shows on Monday. We have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Murphy. And on Tuesday, we have The Mothership with Dr. Nina Kweku. And on Wednesday, we have the star of United We Stand, Rosalind Jordan Mills and Rosalind's Corner. And on Saturday, my show, United We Stand, with yours truly. Check out our website for times and login information for each show. We here at Galaxy Talk Radio are not professional broadcasters. We offer a platform for independent artists, filmmakers, and writers to advertise what they do and for the listening audience to call in and meet our artists as well as expressing themselves on what is going on in the world. And as you know, my show, United We Stand, was named after our film, United We Stand. But the intent was to bring attention to the black economy on a global basis. Our intent is to reach across America and and across the globe to build a universal economy and to make new trading partners abroad. As I've said before, our spending capacity here in the United States is about $1.3 trillion annually would be the equivalent to the seventh greatest economy in the world. The problem is the circulation of our wealth in our communities and with other Black-owned businesses in the United States and Black-owned-Black corporate crime. When dollars are not recirculated, invested in the community, we have business failures and massive unemployment as we do today. Please visit our website at www.t2vicl.com. Listen to the free 30-second clip of our music artists such as Charles Small, Brenda Lee Edgar, Mark Ellen Felton, Rosalind Jordan Mills, Ransell Merritt, Myron Edwins, Huck Brownie, Cartier Jones, and Mr. Gates Kimba, Young Bobby and Lexi, Wally Taylor, Chet Willis, Cleveland Jones, and the Five Tempting Men, and Leroy Wainwright. Also, check out the Gift Choice trailer and rent the film. The film that we shot at Yoshi's here in, in uh, Oakland, the Gift Choice concert, was shot live. For those of you listening in on our website, if you want to call in and ask questions or make a comment, call 605-562-0444, and our show code is 139283. Or log in on your website, and you can also view 
the broadcast on your computer. All right, today we have open forum for obvious reasons and because of everything that's going on in the world today and and the hottest topic is, is what's going on is this virus and uh, commonly called the corona uh, virus and for which they have two or three other names for it as well but um, you can talk on that if you want to but there's also a lot of spin-off stuff that's been going on since this uh, virus has been going on you know you've been seeing shortages of of medical supplies and masks and and uh, and you see this stuff all on the news and, and then a video came out the other day showing hospitals in new york that are really vacant and no one is in the waiting room and not a lot lot of movement is on the outside or the inside of the uh, hospital and this is a, a video that just came out just a few days ago and trump uh, the president of the United States originally came out and said this whole thing was just a, a hoax. And so what have you noticed about human uh, behavior now that uh, we're in martial law, everybody's been laid off work or your businesses have been uh, shut down now and people are confined to their homes. So what have you noticed that has changed in uh, human behavior being confined uh, to your homes and how is the adjustment in being home all day uh, with the exception of going to the doctor or to the store it's just that you can only go to a essential places either to get food and supplies for your home or go to your doctor or or your dentist and you have to make sure you have evidence that that's where you're going because if you're stopped and pulled over for this, then um, if you're going in another direction, then you can be cited with a very heavy duty fine. Um, also nowadays, uh, uh, they're formulating these lines outside of the stores, uh, such as uh, at Target now and various grocery stores. I think Costco has started it. And even at Home Depot, you have people just standing in a line where they only let a few people go into the stores does this make any sense to anyone and it seems like to me in my opinion that if they, people would be more safe if they were inside the confines of the store rather than standing in a line and um and just standing there right next to each other and so uh, i think somebody really needs to recheck that one and also now that the government has said that you're going to be getting a stimulus check of about $1,200 for, for individuals and $500 for children. So has anyone received uh, this check as yet or direct deposit into your account? And uh, Mnuchin came on, I think, yesterday and said that if you're not registered with us at the IRS, if we don't have your banking information, then you need to go to our website and um, and submit your banking information so that we can uh, put monies directly into your account or you may have to wait a while before um, you're going to get a, a check in the mail now what about all the other rumors and now that everyone's at home i'm pretty sure you're spending a lot of time on the internet 
and and if you're on the internet you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff some things are are probably good and uh, have good intentions but there's a lot of stuff just a lot of stuff that's out there and and you just don't know you don't have uh, any type of a way of verifying or validating anything that's coming through out there in the internet but it's a lot of it makes great reading great videos but uh, how do you verify or validate any of the stuff that's coming on out there so uh, <clears throat> some of the things that um i have been seeing that's that's out there the, the reason behind this virus is uh, uh so that they can have everyone locked up so they they can arrest the pedophiles and the the deep state rats and if you don't know what deep state is those are the, the underground government that controls all the politicians and, and businesses uh throughout the world and so this is one of the theories and one of the stories that's out there is that uh, they're having us on lockdown just so that they can um arrest uh, these people um we are have another rumors we're reverting to the gold standard and the revaluation of currencies in 209 different countries uh, throughout the world and which is more rumors of things going on out there and also the federal reserve and the irs is out of business and the remnants of these organizations are inside the u.s treasury can we prove it no we can't is that what's out there yes it is um, another one, no more payroll taxes. We will be paying a, a consumption tax based upon our spending habits. Uh, and uh, there will be no taxes on new purchases, on items of new cars, new homes, or medicine and food. Um, another one is eliminating statutory law and imp implementing common law, which would be inclusive of Nasara and Jasara. Sarah is the National Economic Security and Reformation Act, and GSARA is the Global Economic Security and Reformation Act. And all lawyers will be disbarred, and we have to be re-educated, and they'll be coming in under a title of counselors at law. All currencies of the world will be asset-backed. And we've been hearing about what you go on the internet, so this isn't just me just saying the stuff you go on the internet you'll hear in discussions and these talk shows that uh, uh, Oprah has been arrested the Pope has been arrested the Queen of England has been arrested and uh, and they're going after all these evil people in the world that has done so much um, nefarious stuff and so these are just some of the rumors that are out there there's plenty of others and so today's show is dedicated to you and uh, what you're hearing and how you are coping with uh, being confined uh, under these circumstances. How are you dealing with this thing uh, psychologically and, and emotionally and just being confined, not being at work, not being at your office and, and your job. If you have a business, has uh, your business been shut down? Are you losing monies behind this? And what uh, are you doing about uh, your rents and your mortgages? Now they say that they have a relief uh, program for rents and mortgages. And the governor came out a couple of weeks ago and said that there's gonna be a moratorium 
now on rents and mortgages where you can't be um, evicted as a uh, as a renter and uh, and if you have a home that uh, they can't foreclose upon you if you don't make your mortgage payments and so these are the things that are out there and i know any of you that are tuned in to what is going on you're probably hearing uh various things as well of uh, what's going on in the world so uh oh and also let's just say in the entertainment industry for which we are in uh we lost uh, bill withers uh, yesterday and uh, bill withers was a very famous uh singer guitar player that went way back to the 70s and and as a youngster you know we used to go to the uh uc berkeley to the annual uh, jazz festival there and we would be right up there uh with the artist at the stage of course we were young then so we were crashing the gates and stuff there at uc berkeley and it was just strange that me and some of the boys you know we went up there we were only like 12 years old or so and then we crashed the gates went on in and and then you know we got close up on the stage and, and we actually got up on the stage and bill withers in the middle of his show while he was playing he threw us off the stage and but he did it in a very eloquent way he kind of blended it into uh one of his songs so uh, that's one of the memories that uh, i have of uh, bill withers and stuff so uh, let's hear from you and so let's go to my roving reporter first uh, sister gina what's up with you and what are you hearing out there into the world and what's on your mind hey um nothing much just watching what everybody else is watching on 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 the uh what do you mean nothing propaganda much? I mean, machine every, every day i'm hearing something so it's got to be something new I, you know what I'm not here what I'm noticing is is um uh, I'm hearing there's lines if I want some like hand sanitizer or a can of Lysol, I have to get in the line early in the morning. <clears throat> did hear that from Target yesterday, um excuse me, and then um everything <clears throat> excuse me a minute. Um everything is shutting down early. I didn't know Trader Joe's closes at seven o'clock now. Um <clears throat> the store I go to closes at eleven, so I guess Safeway closes is what closes probably at uh the twenty four hour one probably closes at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, the hours are changing, so I'm so used to running out like to twenty four hour Walgreens if I want to go at one in the morning and get my prescription I can do it because there's minimal people there or four in the morning before everybody gets up. Now you have to call and find out if they're open. Um the line thing that, that that's kind of big especially for uh trader joe's i saw the home depot line this morning on on the television i'm like wow so and those stores are pretty big so i i think did you tell me or somebody told me they're only letting 20 people in at a time there's actually um a friend of mine experienced yesterday that he had to stand in line at lowe's to get in to the store so this kind of reminds me of you know your black and white history when they show it on TV, it's not in color of, you know, standing in long lines to get a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was telling Andre that I feel like we are in internment camps. They just happen to be our apartment. Yeah. 
You know, so yeah. it's kind of, it has a new age feel to it. Do I like this crap? No. Do I think the the, the powers that be are big F-ups uh, severely? Um, I also told Dre, there, there's times because of the psychological effect that this is having, because, you know, well, people that know me, I know I don't stay home. I just come home to sleep. Um, this is, I feel like I'm in some, some movie that I've just crossed over into another realm of reality i mean i walk around here asking myself is this really going on or am i tripping that's mm-hmm. did somebody slip mm-hmm. some drugs in my food i've gone to that extent where i call my friends i'm like hey is this really real or are you just are you in my dream with me i mean it's getting crazy for me because i'm i'm not used to being locked up like this and my coworkers are some of them are losing it Fortunately, we have this team chat thing where we talk to each other and we talk in meetings <laughs> some of the one-on-one yeah. People are like, I can't stand this. I'm tired of walking around a block. <laughs> yeah, I wish Dr. Kweku was on so that he could uh, tell us about the psychosis of all this because, see, your mind is geared towards getting up at, what, 5 or 6 in the morning, getting dressed, getting ready. I actually miss my bar ride. I mean, like I, I, Dre yeah. said, I cuss everybody out on the way there and on the way back. Yeah. So people just walking yeah. over you and acting stupid, I miss them. <laughs> I don't I mean, you're used to getting up every day, getting out there and cussing people out. That's your daily routine. And you, I think you've Man, you get on and off of Fruitvale Bar Station. It's, 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 it's becoming fun to you. It's part of your, your, your routine. But now, I never, it's, it's never a dull moment in my commute. That's all I can say. I just, I get, I get to watch a movie on the way to work and on the way home. I just yeah, don't want to be involved it. in it. And so Phones that being snatched, people getting beat up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Huh? And so that, that routine has been broken, and now uh, your routine has been, you're confined to your home. And I don't know how big your home is, and uh, but it just depends. If, if you're in a big house or a little apartment, it could have a psychological effect. Uh, if you're living, living in a small confinement versus if you're living in a 10,000 square foot uh, mansion or something where you have... Uh, places to go and do things throughout your home. If you have a gym or an exercise room or a hobby room or something like that or a big backyard with saunas and pools and that sort of thing, then you'll have an outlet um, to go to. But if you're confined into like a a one-bedroom or a studio, holy crap, that would really kill you. It kills you psychologically because it just feels like you're in a in a cage and you have no outlet and stuff. And so uh, you get an enjoyment now of uh, just walking out to uh, your mailbox, getting your mail, or like you said, walking down the street. And nowadays, if a brother wants to take a sister on a date, he's got to take her to a Safeway or Lucky's or somewhere to, to go on a date now. And so it, it can really... Uh, mess you up psychologically if uh, you're used to being out, you're used to dealing with people, used to dealing with situations, whether it's good or bad or indifferent, and now you don't have that uh, freedom and flexibility to move like you want to, And uh, but you've got to find some type of a way to break that monotony or else uh, it can really affect you. One thing I've seen online that is good I'm seeing uh, more people cooking from home and trying out new recipes 
and um, and these sort of things. And so people are creating and and creating their own environment now. And, and yeah, they buying all the food. You have to cook. Yeah, you buying the food, and now you're cooking it. Now this is what you used to do back in in the old days before the advent of the the microwave and instantaneous foods. I mean, you used to have to buy the the meats and the fishes and the chickens and the vegetables, and you had to cook it. So uh, a lot of people, too, they video this stuff, and they show it on the Internet and what they're preparing. And some of the stuff looks, looks pretty damn good. And so uh, I do commend uh, the people that are, are doing that. And so uh, but uh, I just hope that you keep that habit up of cooking using skillets and pots and ovens and uh, versus from the freezer to the microwave and calling it a day. So to that extent, it's all good. Go to the board a little bit, let you fuss at somebody. All right, let's go to 951-563. You're on the Galaxy Talk Radio. United we stand, Galaxy Chief and Gina. Go ahead. What's your question or your statement? Morning, Chief. This is Alex. How are you? Welcome back. Welcome back. Man, I thought you got taken up on the ship and taken away to Alpha Centauri. I almost went up on the ship, but I had I, I had to stay here on Earth and fight. I didn't want to go to um I didn't want to go to the uh to the distant galaxy just yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, welcome home. We we really love having you on and and hearing your commentary, and especially you, because you're in the medical field, and so you see yeah. this stuff firsthand. So what are you seeing, and what are you experiencing of it? Well, I, I want to just kind of touch on the 5G um, commentary out there um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's a good bit. one. That's a good yeah. one. So, so um, you know, I've been listening um, different sources on the Internet and, you know, reading up on, um, you know, how 5G plays into what we're experiencing now, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, from a scientific perspective, um, I understand how that could be a possibility. Um, the thing, so, you know, because uh, there's been several iterations of what we're experiencing now. We're, we're just experiencing the new age version of implementation of 5G and how an impact on the human body. And yes, there is some truth to that, but the reality of the situation is that because of that um, implementation of 5G and how it affects the human body, now we're experiencing a virus. So I just don't want our people, because I see a lot of our people going online talking about, oh, it's not a virus, it's the 5G. No, it's 5G and a virus. So 5G did cause a virus to happen which now is impacting and is very contagious, you know, to everyone around us. So I, you know, I, I listen to and watch things online, and I see a lot of our people saying, oh, well, it's, it's not a virus, it's 5G. No, it's both. You know, right. so no, you don't run around with tinfoil on your head. Um, <laughs> the way it's impacting us now is that, we have now the virus, the 5G has manifested itself physiologically in our bodies, so we have to do what we can, and it's very little that you can do other than to keep yourself um, as safe as possible 
um, at home. Um, regarding the 5G implementation, it's nothing that we can do to stop this because this stuff is out um, and it's impacting all of us no matter if you're home or if you're outside in the right? So physiologically what we can do is try to stay as safe as possible. So that's, that's on 5G and I just want to touch a little bit on um, on um, the psychosis of what we're we're going through. I mean, for me personally, um, you know, I kind of waver between: is this really real? Am I really experiencing this? And it's like it's so hard to kind of grasp the reality of what we're going through. I never really, I, I never, you, we never experienced anything like this before, you know. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like, it's been really, like some days I wake up, I mean, and I'm a nurse, but, you know, I'm at the point in nursing now where I oversee other people, you know, in their roles and just really hearing all the stories from the nurses and the doctors that call me about, you know, do they have enough PPE? Um, uh, is, is what we're providing them the right amount of supplies or the right type of supplies? And, you know, I have to, you know, reach down in myself and really kind of morally ground myself is I don't want to be a person that um, tells somebody the wrong information. So, like, you know, first they were saying don't wear a mask, right? And now they're mm -hmm. saying wear a mask. I've always, from the beginning, despite what my employers may say, is um, you should wear a mask. And if you're going to work in your uniform, bring a change of clothes, a change of shoes with you. Um, once you're finished taking care of patients, you know, completely clean yourself and then put on your, your, your street clothes that haven't touched patients so you can protect your family as much as possible. So th those are the things that I'm experiencing right now, Chief. Okay. Now, in comparison, uh, if you heard my report earlier about uh, that video that came out a couple hours, a couple of days ago uh, about the um, hospitals in New York, and how we've been uh, hearing how they're jam-packed, people standing in lines down the street. And uh, then this video came out, this reporter went around uh, to these hospitals and saw no one there. And now you're an East Coaster, so uh, have you heard anything or can this story be validated? And uh, is it true that these hospitals really are vacant and uh, this whole thing is some sort of uh, wag the dog sort of thing and uh, they're creating this imagery and because uh, when this thing first came out Trump said the whole thing was just a hoax so yeah but what, what are you hearing about the, the medical field so I, I'll tell you because we got lots of clinics over there and we're involved with the hospital because our patients have to end up there, especially the vulnerable population that we deal with, right? One, number one, Elmhurst Hospital where they have the refrigerated uh, trucks outside, um, yes. that is in fact occupied, over-occupied. I have a friend right now, she lives, uh, she lives like two blocks away from that hospital and she's shared pictures on, the, um, on Facebook from her window of of how the in and out of that hospital is um, is occurring, meaning how people enter in and how they have to come come out. So um, 
people are putting conspiracy theories on um, on the, online about this whole situation. There are real people dying there. You know, there are real people going in and out of these hospitals that are really sick. Now, I said at the beginning of the conversation that 5G is real, but now it's impacted us physiologically. So people are getting sick. You know, people are dying. People that we know are dying. I don't want our people to take all of these conspiracy theories and think that they could just go out there like that because it's not safe for them because 5G has impacted us now physiologically in the form of a virus. Yes, yes. Okay, and also another myth. They said the refrigerator truck that you had mentioned had a bunch of dead bodies in it. True or false? True. My friend Chris has is right now two blocks away from where that thing is happening, and can see it from her apartment building. Oh. Any validity that you may know of, and any of the other guests that's going to be coming on pretty soon, that the boats that are parked in New York, in L.A., in Long Beach. Or that have the red crosses on them, that they're actually prison boats. Through well, you heard about you heard about the guy that uh, the engineer that um, that that tried to derail the or derail the train down by where we used to have our boat down in Long Beach right. by Cathedral. Um, yeah. yeah, and they arrested him. I mean, I I can't validate because right now, from what we understand, it's not that many people on these boats because they're supposed to be there to take the overflow from the hospital. And um, L.A. hasn't reached its peak yet, right? So they are guesstimating that we'll reach a peak around the 26th of April based on the model. Um, So as um, more tests become available and more people um, are are getting infected, right, with this virus, then we're going to see mm-hmm. an uptick of the people that are in the hospital, right? But I I, I, re- I know this, this show is for us, by us, and I, my message today is regardless of what you believe, right, um, this thing is impacting us physiologically, and please don't be stupid and disregard what's going on because you will either get very sick or lose your life. Yeah, and uh, one other statement I have before I go to the next caller is um, a friend of mine yesterday, he lives over here in the uh, North Bay, north of San Francisco, and he said he just got through talking to a friend of his from Ecuador. He said, in, when they see, they'll catch you on the streets. If you have symptoms or if you have uh, this affliction, they will shoot you dead in the street and burn your body right there in the street. And that was a, a boots on the ground report from somebody from Ecuador. All right, let's go to, uh, and feel free to jump in anytime, Alex. Let's go to Gregory. What's up with you, man? How you doing? Okay, how are you doing, Andre? Oh, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. I'm, I'm enjoying doing the show every week, man. I'm, really liking this. I kind of rejected it uh, when I first did it, but uh, getting the hang of, of uh, the broadcast business, man. So uh, it's all good, brother. Well, you're doing 
you're making big improvements every time I turn you on. Oh yeah, you improve every week with this, and and you uh, you you have to, you have to, and uh, it's like I always say in my in my monologue, you know, we're not professional broadcasters, you know, we're just here, just uh, reporting information, and uh, some of it may be truth, some of it may be rumors, and, uh, and stuff that's just put out there on the internet. So we'll put it out there, and then. Uh, We'll let the people decide, and uh, because people are getting various different things, and so that's where it is. And so, how are you dealing with this situation? I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine now. Um, yep. I was just looking at a story yesterday, uh, dealing with the um, the CIA, who is again turning around, stating that. Uh, we are not to trust any items from China. Well, items such as what clothing or mechanical or or what? It was just a pretty broad uh, statement, but it's also a statement that the CIA would make. So it's it, uh, I know that. Um, a lot of people are now ordering items from China for the for the virus, including New York made a big announcement about uh, their ordering items, as well as China sending uh, thousands of respirators to the United States. But of course, if you get the uh, the Trump version of the uh, of the CIA, then of course they're going to fight against it. Because they don't make a profit out of it. Yeah, see, this is the problem, and and this was all in in my, my opening monologue. Is all the stuff that we hear, you know, and you know, we don't, you know, we're not tied into anybody in the, the Secret Service or FBI or Homeland Security, and so we can't verify or validate anything, and that's why I just I read off the list of the stuff that you can hear on a daily basis. And uh, do we have a way of validating it? No, we don't. But you still have to uh, listen to this stuff. And for us that are in the media, of course, we have to uh, hear everything and listen to everything. Because people are going to be calling in to our various radio shows, and, and they're going to be asking about this stuff. And so we need to be able to comment up one way or the other. And uh, but it would be great to get some cross referencing of anything, just like uh, uh, that video that came out a few days ago that uh, nobody's at uh, the hospitals in in New York. And you know, Alex is kind of cleaning that stuff up a little bit, you know, because it could be a, a wag the dog type of uh, uh, a video. And so we it's just don't wag the dog. Any- they, yeah. They've been doing Wag the Dog for many, many years. Oh, yeah. 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 And not only that, but uh, just the basic theory on uh, what happens in television broadcasting. I mean, we we in broadcasting know that for years that radiation has affected us because we used to get warnings for it uh, for working in broadcasting 20 and 30 years ago. Yeah, and, and this G5 uh, that Alex uh, mentioned, 
do you know that uh, a friend of mine called me from Santa Barbara and said that uh, the uh, the makers or the distributors of the G5 technologies wanted to put a tower there in Santa Barbara to start uh, sending out the G5 signals, I guess, for the telephones or, or whatever else uses the G5 signal and the city of Santa Barbara turned them down and said no 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 because, yeah, because just the basic theory is that uh, when you go to the G5 you, then you're widening your band of operation you're band, widening your band of control so you can yeah. split things into and widening that band that means you can split split more things that it can do to you yeah, as well those as cruise ships those cruise ships that that have the infected people on them uh they were using the g5s on those boats and and what was the navy using on that boat uh, uh the uh, the guy that was the admiral there on the boat decided hey man i'm not gonna let my men die on this boat he had uh, uh what 20 25 of the sailors on the boat that were infected and so he uh, parked that boat in guam and now they just fired him for they just, just fired him yeah fired him for doing the right thing and using his own judgment and i really commend him for doing for that. his job yeah well see here's the thing when you say that doing his job if you listen to military people your job is to follow Orders. orders yes and if you use common sense common judgment in the military and also in government as well just like uh, trump fired that investigator yesterday who was instrumental in uh, bringing the impeachment hearings to the table and the guy was just doing his job he didn't do anything mm -hmm. wrong he just did his freaking job and uh, he just got fired yesterday. And that admiral uh, in the in the Navy used the best judgment to save his crew. What happened to him? He's fired. Come on, man. You can't use common sense in government and even in some uh, business operations. You can't opt out, uh, operate outside the confines of the script at uh, at your uh, uh, place of work. You know you can't you can't do it, man. And you know you have to go to your overseer and ask for permission. And uh, and if you do something outside the scope of the job, even though it may be more productive, and uh, you can't do it, man, as you will be fired for using some damn sense. And especially in a governmental type job, and so we're and seeing that handled a lot in uh, Vietnam, where they ran through a lot of those cases, and people were sent yeah. to prison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, all those. Uh, now that you mentioned Vietnam, all those uh, American soldiers that went to uh, Vietnam, they had no idea why they were there. All mm -hmm. they knew is they had to shoot somebody with slant eyes and with yellow skin. Just going, that was your enemy. What did they do to you? They didn't do a damn thing. Why are you here? We don't know. Uh, I got one of those stories for you too. Uh, 
uh, brother I used to play semi-pro baseball with, and uh, he was in the military. He went to Nam, and um, um, and a buddy of his uh, was in Nam. They were there, and he got surrounded by the Viet Cong. They had him down on the ground, and guns pointed at him. He was black. He says, look, you go home. We don't fight you. You're not our enemy. And they let him go. If he had been white, they would have killed him. But uh, black men, they knew that we as black men, we caught hell right here in America. So why are you over here trying to uh, kill us? And uh, you don't even have freedom, justice, and equality in your own home. All right, so I don't want to get too far off track, but that's just when you said that, it just kind of um, bounced me back to uh, uh, a story of the old days. All right, let's go down the the road here and we have the infamous the late doctor not on time doctor the nano who what's up doc i resent that brother i know <laughs> man i know you had to i'm always on time my clock said 10 28 you know so i was on time but oh yeah, the clock was there late yeah, the clock's late. Quaku ain't never late. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just, been, oh, I just been listening to you guys, man. Of course, I've been, you, you get inundated with so much stuff. It's just, it's almost impossible to dissect it and find out the source of a lot of this stuff. And so the best practice is just try to stay safe and meantime but uh you know i was really concerned that uh the the officer that got fired i, I was sitting here thinking about that for a couple hours i said that guy was saving lives and it just came to me that lives are not important to these people they, what's important is that they control the dialogue surrounding this issue this issue of the day mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who lets the cat out the bag, they are considered to be, it's just like you said, they treat people, although he was in the military, and you are absolutely correct, his job was not to go to the media talk about this stuff. His job was to report it to his higher ups and let them make the decision. And he went about around that, and and you get punished for that kind of stuff. That's right. I, yeah, it's... Uh, it, we're living in some times that I mean, we've. It looks like we. It's new, but we've always kind of been in this space where, you know, if you say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong people, uh, based on whoever uh, it the the information is against, uh, you can, we'll have to suffer for it. Uh, so we we just have to be careful, and and when we get information about resending it. One of the things that I stopped doing is if I get information about the virus and I send a message back to those people who sent it to me, I say, send me the source of the information. I don't ever hear from them again. So I say, okay, I'm not gonna trust that because none of us should be putting out information that we can't validate to the lowest common denominator, you know. So that's kind of where I'm at today. It, you know, it's 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 trying times. It's devastating. And when the uh, and one of the things I'll say about all this misinformation, it affects these young people more than it does people like us, mm -hmm. because the more this stuff is shown up to be manipulated information, the less careful they are. 
they laugh about it and say, the heck with it. Because I was driving around yesterday and I noticed people out talking to each other right up in each other's face, just doing like normal business. And I, you know, I wasn't stopping and ask them why, but I said, no, it, it, it doesn't make any sense at this point. Because I know if they watch any news or if they have a family, uh, they're getting information from somewhere that they know that they need to be more careful. So let me um, ask you this, Doc, from a psychological standpoint, from this right. aspect of being confined to your place of abode, you know, it affects all of us being confined. Uh, you know, because I spend the majority of my time here in my, my office, in my home. And, uh, but, you know, man, sometimes it wears down on you. Sometimes it makes you sleepy. Sometimes in the middle of the day, uh, it'll make me sleepy. You know, I just want to just go crash. But the one thing I don't do is go to bed in the middle of the day. But uh, a couple of times what I did, though, uh, you know, because I'm used to going down to go for my walk down by the waterfront. And I've done it twice. I went out there yesterday, went out there a couple of days ago. When I went out there, got that fresh air, walked around a little bit right there next to the water. And man, when I came home, I was energized. Yeah. And, and I was just energized. And, and you know, usually nine, nine thirty, you might get in sleep. Last night I was I was awake. Got up about five thirty this morning, man, and and got showered, shaved, dressed, and everything. Man, I started cleaning my house, man, and mm -hmm. uh, finished finishing up my monologue uh, uh, for today, and had a couple of phone calls. And uh, but I've been up, man, since six o'clock this morning, and totally energized and and ready to go. And uh, I noticed that once I get out of my confined environment and get out here and get some fresh air, get that breeze off the ocean. Then I'm energized again, man. It, it's, yeah. it's just, just, it's just a great, great feeling and a real feeling without the inducement of some energy enhancers like uh, caffeine or energy pills or anything like that. And uh, just getting out of your environment and airing your head up. Oh, I think it's, it's very that identical to what the slaves usually go through. Uh, well, the, the slaves got they, they got some freedom on Sundays. You know, you work six days, that's and then true. On, and on Sundays, you know, you go to a little makeshift church environment, and then you can maybe get some fried chicken and a pig foot after after church. You know, and and, and so uh, yeah, and then also you can go out for a walk, they, or go to another plantation. What you can hear. Yeah, yeah. So you look forward to Sundays. And even nowadays, man, in, in our comeuppance, you know, and when I was young, it, that was the day that you you looked forward to was the, the Sundays. I mean, that was the one day a week uh, that you got the real deal meal. It was on Sunday after church. And that's just been a, a black tradition. And uh, that tradition has now been broken. And for you know various other reasons, but I don't want to dump on our people too bad today uh, because we are going through some situations. That, but I could really open the door up and really get into some stuff on that one, man. But uh, but no, that tradition is uh, somewhat dead now. Some people with some good old Southern roots may still uh, follow that tradition, and it's a good one. And I'm not saying that in a negative type of way. It's a good thing if, if you go into church on Sunday or 
or the mosque, you know, come home and, and have the, the nice dinner with the, the meats and all the trimmings and, and all of that. And, and that's that's a good thing to do. But then there was always the picnic. Yeah, yeah. But you know what picnic means, brother. Of course I do. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's really, really, really strange. It is a good thing that people go to these abodes and 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 you know kind of congregate and and get their mind together free themselves for the chores of the week but the reality of it is the only problem with it is that it has a, a, a you know it has a double-edged sword here it, it's kind of enslaving because people don't get the real truths uh and just like just like this thing that we're going through now with the you know the stay-at-home orders uh you have to find new and creative ways to occupy yourself or you will feel the lethargic you know sleepy you want to lay down you just and and one of the things i find myself doing i'll either find something i haven't read in a long time or i'll i'll check out something else that's going on and the thing of it is is to try to stay away from so much inundation of this coronavirus information because you become consumed by it and then you start thinking about why am I locked up here in the house because of this coronavirus? And that can be real nerve-wracking. I, I imagine that people who are already suffering from a lot of behavior, mental health issues, you know, uh, that's on medication, that these people are having a real terrific time. And I, I wanted to ask this question, did anybody get any more information about the guy who jumped off the building in New York because he had coronavirus. Has anyone? Alex, Alex should have something on that. Alex, you got oh. anything on that? I guess Alex went away. As Alex usually keeps up with things that are going on in in uh, New York. Yeah, but. Uh, but I got a special guest coming on too in a minute here, and this brother here, he he knows some of everything. But I'm gonna save him for just a minute because we got the cat that's getting ready to bring something to us from a whole lot of places throughout the world. And so uh, before I bring him on, I I gotta give respect to our sister, Lady Roz. What's up, Lady Roz? What's what's happening? You the voice of L.A. What's what's happening in Tinseltown? Oh man, it's a uh... Sorry, first of all, sorry for coming in late. But I'm Boy, busy. you're just you and Quake Coos. Yeah, I know you busy. <laughs> Quake Coos clocks don't work. You busy. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, man. That, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so busy. I know. Blame it on the pig foot. Let's go ahead. No, no, don't eat no pig foot. Um, but but uh, uh, first of all, greetings to everyone. Um, it's it's just really it's this stuff is serious this stuff is serious um i don't know if anyone's heard or not but i i lost uh uh lost a loved one uh, in new york from this coronavirus this past week so it's been a little tough for my family and um it's just tough all around i, I worry about all my loved ones back home because i'm born and raised from new york you know and so I look at uh, everything that's going on, but I'm, I'm just going to keep my head up and keep on pushing forward, you know, by the grace of God. And, um, but, you know, I just, you know, it's just like you mentioned that some people, they're, they're still, you know, everybody's still close together and still, 
you know, hanging out and all that kind of good stuff. And and some people are just not taking heed to this thing. It's so serious. It's, it's, it's so serious, people. Stay safe and stay home. You know, uh, I you, you can't say it any plainer than that. Um, but I, I just, you know, just pray that everybody just stay safe, guys. Just stay safe, family. Okay. Your, your relatives that died, it was directly because of this affliction? Well, no, he had no, this is this is dealing with the elderly. He had underlying uh, conditions because they, he had leukemia. Uh, he had been in, in and out of the hospital and he, he was elderly. So it is my, my cousin Karen and, and Linda and Michael, you know, it was their dad. And so, um, yeah, he was the elderly, and so he had underlying conditions, and he'd been in and out of the hospital. So I think, on top of that, you know, I think he just got tired. But it's still, you know, I don't care how old they are, how how young they are, you know, when they die, they die, and it's just, uh, you know, it hits you home. It hits home. Yeah, yeah. Now you had another relative that died about about a, two weeks ago. Was yeah, it the same? Like, Diane, my cousin Diane. No, she, no, she, she didn't die from the coronavirus. She had uh, um, heart failure. Oh, okay. And she was young too. She was young. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's hitting my family all the way around. All right, all right. What do you know about that boat parked over in Long Beach, the white boat with the red cross on the side? Oh, let me tell you about that that incident. Bring it, bring it on. Okay, okay, okay. You already got your, you already got your theory about that boat, right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. This engineer, okay, because you know my my office is right down here by the by the ports call, and it's right here about hops giving a jump from that ship, and so. Uh, the engineer, um, the the trains, you know, they, the tracks go along up and down. So he got in the, in the locomotive and thought that he was gonna run the ro locomotive into the ship. And he said he was working alone. He didn't have nobody working with him, but he thought that it was a government takeover, and he was trying to do his part in alleviating that by running the train into the ship. Now, it didn't get nowhere near the ship because once once the locomotive got off the track, it wasn't going nowhere. But the fact of the matter is that you've got people out here trying to do those type of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course yeah. they hold up in jail. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the mentality of some of these people. Okay. All right, before we go to our special guest, let me throw you under the bus. You know what you got to do, don't you? We're at the top of the hour. You know what you got to do, don't you? Come on. Take Welcome to CL Galaxy Talk Radio. Of course, you're here with the Chief at United We Stand. We want to invite you to come to our website at www.t25cl.com. Listen to the great music, all the great artists that we have on, on our website. Uh, Miss Brenda Lee Egger. We got the Mark Allen Felton, who's out there doing a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Yes, signed a, a great record deal. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's he's homebound as well. Saw him on Facebook. He posts a few things. But, of course, we got Charles Small, who's uh, keeping in touch with us as well. And, of course, my album is on there. And then, of course, Dr. Quake, whose book is on there as well. So, listen, go to our website. Go visit, purchase the great music from our independent music artists. Also, $5.95, y'all. 
visit and download United We Stand. Great documentary, music entertainment with great uh, artists on there and a great story. It's every time we see this movie over and over, it might have been made a few uh, years ago, but the thing of it is, it's still impactful. So I invite oh, you to get it, watch it, and trust me, you will enjoy it. You will really enjoy it. And of course, if you're an independent music artist looking to get your music out there on a global platform, T25CL is the avenue for you for global distribution. So let's go to our website, again, www.t25cl.com. Also, our other Galaxy Radio shows, we got Lorenzo Elvis Murphy with Compton Politics okay. in my show on Wednesday night at Rosalind's Corner. So listen, just go there and um, be, ed uh, what you call it? What you want to call it? You want to be educated. That's right, educate. Mm -hmm. so, of course, we got Tuesday with the mothership with Dr. Nanonoquico. Come on now. So just go to our website at www.t25cl.com. Make it plain, make it plain. And who's got the most cold-blooded gospel CD on T25CL? Well, hello. Come on, make it, make it plain now. <laughs> Lady Rouse of Deliverance, come on. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool. You know what? Now that you mentioned the artists, you mentioned uh, Mark and Charles, you know, on your show, because your show is mainly entertainment. You ought to see about getting an artist to come on your show on a Wednesday night. And so we can see how they're coping with this thing, because this is how they make their money mm -hmm. is out uh, performing. Exactly. And it's not like uh, our artists make a lot of money and they and they don't. And um, but uh, I, I'd love to hear from all of them. I'd love to have Mark on and Brenda on and, and Charles and, and Wally. I'd love to have all of them to uh, come on so we can hear um, um, what's happening uh, uh, with them. And we uh, we want to hear from our, our hip hop artists like Bobby and, and Lexide as well. Mm -hmm. And, and um, we can uh, make it out of, out of Houston. Uh, yeah, over here, out of Houston, uh, Mister mm -hmm. Mr. Gates, and uh, love to have them on. So let's try to get all of our artists on and uh, have them live, and and let's just hear from them and what they're doing. And I see that a lot of these artists now they're starting to do a little performance on on the computer live. And Alicia Keys gave her phone number out. Uh, for people to call her if you need to talk about something. So, uh, um, yeah, see about doing that and see if we can just get them on this week and let's get the artists out there and let's, let's let them talk, all right? You got it. You got it. All right. Now, we got a special guest coming on. I mean, this cat here, what can I say? This cat is cold-blooded. He's been away for a while, and uh, he's been away for good reasons. The cat has been doing some big things over and in uh, Nigeria and uh, all throughout uh, Eastern Africa. And, and uh, he's been the places I've seen flying around on jets with millionaires. And, and, and so this cat has just been lighting up. He's been doing the do. Let's welcome back. I guess he's in Atlanta now and, and fresh back from the motherland. It's 101 with King, 101 with King Coco. Coco. Oh my God. Wow. 
What's going down, man? Yeah, hey, man. Everybody ought to turn their back. cameras on so they can see yeah. King Coco. Raj, you got a lot. Got a lot. Raven's on a computer. Gina's on a computer. You guys got a lot. It's good to hear you guys. I'm happy. I'm happy you guys are keeping this flag flying as high as possible. I'm really excited to be back in the house because uh, I've been out there trying to find out what's really going down with my people, just not just in Africa. I've been in Dubai, I've been in, uh, in London, I've been in East Africa. I've had a session with, uh, with uh, Akon, trying to find out what he's doing. And I just think that uh, it's the right time to take over. I mean, we got to take over. Been in Ghana, seen a lot of African Americans flying to Ghana, trying to retrace the steps after the 400 years of slavery and sojourn in the wilderness. So uh, it's been an awesome trip for me. I've got some of the best life I've ever wanted to live. So uh, I got back into Atlanta and just realized today is a show. And luckily, I clicked my email. Here was the invite. So, the boom, I was right in here with you guys. So, thank you for having me. I'm yes, happy sir. to tell everybody that uh, Africa is begging for his children to come back. And it could be any other time better than now. You guys can see that uh, the corona issue is a child's play in Africa. Meanwhile, they say 10 million will go die in Africa. But to date, the entire continent has seen up to 25 deaths with uh, under 1,000 infections. I don't know if that's something you guys are hearing out here. So Africa is the same, about one of the safest places to be. You know, Africa has one of the worst hygiene situation, but apparently God has a way of uh, fighting for his people that don't have much to protect themselves. And uh, it's, uh, I was still uh, looking at the numbers, and I don't think, I don't see how those numbers could climb the way it's happening out here. As a matter of fact, is that just out of pride that the American government has refused to take a simple 20 cent medication that has kept people in Africa totally immune to this virus. But out of pride, uh, nobody wants to try it here because everybody feels they're too sophisticated, but they're dying like chicken. It's not something to be happy about, but that's what it is. You gotta call it the way it is. So uh, I have a whole lot. I just have to figure out how to lead me to what they want to have out of me. I got a lot to throw at the table, and it's interesting. It's time to go back home. It is the trend. And I'm working on all fronts out there to create a government movement. Because until Nigeria starts receiving his children back, the space in Ghana, Togo, will never be enough for African-Americans to fit in. Because uh, the big, they're big-minded people, they're very ambitious people, so they need a big playing field that could substitute what they have out here. And I think uh, we're getting there uh, as we go. I'm going to be with you guys. I'm starting my show tomorrow. I don't know if I can do that, but I'm looking to get back on that track because I realized that. It was a lot of favor that we we're doing to our community to educate them on why we need to work closely and mm. gray out those areas that kept us apart as brothers and sisters. It can never be better than now. So let's kick it up. Yes, sir. You know, it's, it's one thing, as you know, that, you know, I've had a great relationship with Africa over the past 20 years. 
And when you're saying that uh, Africa was willing to welcome us back, and one of the main things I've been talking about over the years, and even when I was there in 2000, when we were doing the championship fight, and I was being interviewed by the reporter there, and I told him that the, the same blood that flows through my veins flows through his veins. And he vehemently said, no, 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 no. We are different people, different people. Wait a minute, man. This is where I'm from. We're one of the same. No, 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 no. And so I've had this discussion off and on, especially with all of my African friends and my United Nations ambassadors friends throughout the various nations. We had a show and I had several people from different African nations on my show. And I imposed this question, are we one of the same? And everybody said, no, we are not. And so, um, you know, I disagreed with this concept along the way. And now I'm beginning to accept it. Okay, maybe we're not because the, the thing that's different between uh, myself and you, you were never uh, captured or stolen uh, from your home. And so you have your name, you have your language, your culture, and we here in the diaspora, we don't. And so we don't know our true names. We don't know our true religion, our true culture. And all we have upon us are the names that the Europeans put upon us and their way of life and having us eating the most ridiculous foods ever uh, conceived in the world. And uh, we don't know who we are. And so we were created into something totally different that was um, in that slave ship down below. And so now you're saying that uh, the Africans are walking us. I mean, this is what we've always wanted to do. A lot of us, especially Dr. Kwaku, me and him, we talk about this all the time, he is formulating this bridge between us and them over there. So my question to you is, are the Africans ready to receive these lost souls over here in the diaspora to come home? Are they willing to welcome us home? And, uh, you know, one of the phrases in Nigeria, that's the very famous, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I, I think that there should be an apology because, uh, because uh, I went to Badagri, as you know, and I and I saw where the the Africans were taken, and then they were sold off and traded for just little pebbles of nothing, and um, and and the Africans were delivered. Um, you know, they delivered their own people, which is us, and then we came over here and we we were converted into what is commonly called uh, the Americans, and I think we lost. Uh, Coco, we lost the camera, but can you still hear me? Sure. I'm still hearing okay. you, man. I'm still hearing okay. you. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, we've been we've been through this before, and uh, like you just rightly said, uh, we're talking about the year 2000. Just like a lot was done to to make us not work with each other from this end. The same impact probably happened at the other end. But we've come to an era where technology has made us all sit at the same table without really feeling each other physically 
And uh, we've come to find out more information about ourselves and uh, why we, what makes us look different and what, how much we have in common. And I would still argue on the other side of the divide fact, but the fact that we have more in common than we're different. And uh, you all agree to the fact that uh, even brothers from the same womb are different in many ways as well. So it would be wrong for us to let this particular idea stuck in our subconscious. And that's the only way we keep driving a wedge between each other. At this point, uh, we, we are not trying to find out who is right, who is wrong, but we want to find out how can we become that more potent force of 1.3 billion people globally, the most, uh, the most oppressed people because we've been divided along all kinds of fault lines forever because they're scared of finding us as one block. They ain't going to stop trying to tear us apart, but it's left for us to see the wisdom to think differently and find out are we really that different and not just one guy who might not probably understand what it is that will make us different or bring us together to define us which is why you're doing what you're doing creating a radio platform creating a tv platform so we can further interact much more with each other and get to find out how are we really different i still hold to the fact that we are one people, any black man you see anywhere in the world from Jamaica, from uh, from uh, from Europeans, from America, from Africa, they all have one heritage and that cannot be denied. Our orientation, our exposure, our, our issues, our tribulations can really make us look different and think different. But that doesn't mean we're not sharing the same pain. We're not exposed to the same oppressive tendencies. We're not we're not being humiliated the same way anywhere we go. So it left for us to keep uh, stringing that, that, that string of, of, of differences that trying to see how, how, how together we are. Coming back to what I said, Africa is begging for its people to come back because mm. today the continent has awoken to the fact that uh, there's a global effort to hold that race down. For whatever reason it is, and we all agree to the fact that they all migrated from our shores years back. And I want us of this generation to start giving us the benefit of doubt. I agree this what happened is two, three generations, four, five generations ago. But we are in our own time, confronted by our own demons. So we have to start thinking very much differently. Because we cannot hold on to a pain of 400 years and think we go think differently. As long as we don't let that baggage off, we're not be able to sit on the table, look at each other as pals, as brothers, willing to work together for a common good. But Africa, as I speak, is eager to have its children back. Few governments in Africa that is aware that is Afrocentric had gone out there inviting people back. And you see a lot of people like Ghana has gone back. But between me and you, so over 60, 70% of the people that came out of Africa came out of the shores of Nigeria. Because yeah. Ghana is barely probably 10% mm. of what Nigerian population is till tomorrow. So mm. until Nigeria as the epicenter of that slave trade become yeah. the epicenter of the reverse migration, we're not going to get that African-American start going there. And once you go there, because they know that Nigeria is the only place you will fit in, and nobody will notice where you came from. 
Because right in Nigeria, you're going to find a guy who looks like a Senegalese, who looks like a Ghanaian, who speaks like a black American, but has never been out of Nigeria. That's the only place you're going to find the true Africans of all shapes and colors. Despite what I'm trying to make Nigeria look like, which you know that we don't really look like that in the country of 20, the country of 200 million people, you go expect the good, the bad, and the ugly and be part of that, just like any mm -hmm. other demographic. So they should, but they know that because Nigerians were created in a way to represent the black race and take that pan of flesh back, they don't want us to be that strong bonded people because what we share will become what the entire black race share. What we believe will become what the entire black race believe. Our aggression will become their aggression. So they know that as long as they keep us apart, Africa will still struggle. Africa is still looking for that leadership. But at this point, I've been, we've been speaking with people at different levels. I've been part of the Ghanaian movement through a proxy who is trying to do the same thing in Nigeria. But it's just that I don't have the time to do it myself. So I've been trying to find the right partner to hook up to the lady so she could drive that movement, which I think is a very noble movement. So let's not keep flogging that dead horse of 2000. This is 2000, almost 20 years ago. Yeah, about 20 years ago. The mindset has changed. A lot of things have changed. Mm -hmm. We are confronted with different demons today. So at this point, it's important to look at what is ahead of us because it's much more yeah. bigger than what has been behind us. Yes, you know, because what we want to do is just remove all stereotypes. We want the stereotypes removed of us here. We want the stereotypes removed from Africans over there. And yes, we do need to come together just like if we have some cousins that never met before. But, you know, I already have my comfort zone in place and you and me and Brother Ivy, you know, we got things mm. to do, you know. Right. And uh, so we already have that comfort zone and we already got the uh, business things on the table that we got to take care of. And and so that's on the real. And so but other people here that are here on Galaxy Talk Radio, you know, I want them and others to start getting an, um, an understanding and uh, and uh, and getting uh, getting to know uh, people from. Africa, so that we can kind of close this gap that's that's right. going on. And so, you know, we got our thing together. We know what we're going to be doing. And so, uh, but I want other people to start formulating the comfort zone. Dr. Kwaku and myself, you know, we often talked about uh, doing things over there too, formulating uh, relationships because my relationships go between Nigeria and, and Cameroon and and down into where uh, shoot. Let me get, get off all the countries. Oh, over in Tanzania, Kenya, Ethiopia. You know, I got I know people on, on in all those places, and so um, man, we just we just got to start formulating this relationship. So hopefully, because you got what close to five hundred people in your database here <laughs> in our network, and so uh, we got to start formulating this uh, this base here. In bringing all the people together, and we can do it between uh, Galaxy Talk Radio Hero and United We Stand on Saturdays, and your show on Sundays. It's the reason why I set mine up for 10 a.m. on Saturdays, so people uh, from back home can call because they're about eight to nine hours ahead of us over there in, in right. Africa. Six hours. Six hours. Mm -hmm. yeah, six hours. At, 
add three more for over here on the West Coast. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, so let me let me just let me just. Oh, also, you see down. how we why we doing this right now? See, you don't even need a telephone. You can do it right over right. the internet, no charge. Right. And so, right. as long as they have internet, you can do the same thing like what we're doing right now. They do it. Well, apparently, let me let me just uh, my job now. Why I walked out of America almost a year ago was because I realized that what I was doing in America uh, is much more needed in Africa. We are in an era like now. This coronavirus has shut down everywhere. There's no physical interaction. No cars are not moving. Planes are not flying. But the only thing that is not tampered with is technology. So, and we are at the verge of a whole new technology, the digital transformation era. So having worked in that sector here in America and I confronted some kind of demons with the people I worked with, I realized that I'll be more useful if I can become the advocate for the African continent to embrace technology to solve most of its problems. And one thing that I can tell anybody who cares to listen is that the solution to contemporary African problems today lies in the adoption and implementation of technology, which will further open their eyes to what's happening globally, to the trend, to where they fit it. If it's projected that in another 15, 20 years, over 50% of the global workforce will come out of tech, will come out of Africa that it is very important to educate the leadership of the continent to take proactive action in terms of training that workforce to be able to bring that revenue home, just like India is doing today. So that is what I saw and decided, okay, I've had enough in America, even though I'm still being paid some decent money here, but I can want more of my people to be on board this project. And if nobody else is doing it, someone has to do that job. So I went home as the advocate for digital transformation as a way of solving our contemporary problems, creating the future jobs, getting Africa to the table of digital investment and revenue. And this is what I've been doing in the last 10 months. And I, I'm happy to tell you, it is gradually paying off big time. That's why I see me offer those trainings in Dubai, London, because I did, I decided to follow the leadership of the country because Nigeria is a leadership-driven society. So if you can get the leadership to have a buy-in, it's going to be much easier to get these policies to, in place to help in the adoption of technology because we have some of the most intelligent human beings in that part of the world. We have very willing creative people willing to learn. So it's all about the awareness and having the resources in place to help them learn. So that's what I've been doing. And I won't tell you that if I ever done anything in my how many years on earth, this is one of the most satisfying things that I've been doing lately that give me a whole sense of joy and pride. So I, I want to encourage all of us here, we could be resource people in one area or the other. You could be an awesome resource people in broadcasting, in African heritage. This is what Africa needs, education. Not what the white man brought to us, because that education is being thrown into the garbage right now. That you're only evaluated based on the degree you have is BS, because 
that's not going to give you the right job anymore. They're going to call a new skill set, emerging skill set, emerging investment opportunities, emerging this, emerging that. You have to start on learning some of the stuff we've learned before because they are getting obsolete. The jobs in those areas are disappearing. So someone has to do what we are doing. So I'm creating that platform that one day, any of us here who's got some decent content in any of this new area will be standing in front of the African people at all levels and making them understand why they need to come on board this digital transformation train. Otherwise, we'll apparently keep playing the catch-up we've been playing. Let me ask you this. about We were talking earlier about the 5G technologies. Does the 5G technology have an effect on the human body, an adverse effect on the human body? I have done a lot of work on 5G. Two years ago, I started working on 5G. And, uh, uh, you know, we have a common partner who has one of the first 5G applications in right. learning. Yeah. And uh, I want to, I've had these discussions on different social media platforms. Uh, 5G, first of all, does not mean 5 gigahertz bandwidth. 5G, if you pull it up on Google, tells you the fifth generation bandwidth. 4G was the fourth generation. So let us not use that G and use it to define what we don't know. The exposure to, to 5G radioactive wave might not be too much different from the 4G, you know. But you know, when time happened like this because of the impact of social media, people could easily create stuff and let it roll around and go viral. Uh, what is 5G? 5G is the multiplication of cell sites so that the convergence, because when data is sent out from your computer to my computer, it comes in bits, okay? When it gets to my end, this, that data has to be rearranged again to make sense, you know? So what 5G does, 5G now places multiple sensor points in between existing sensor points so that the speed of getting to the next node mm -hmm. is very fast. As a matter of fact, 5G is necessitated because of what they call Industrial Internet of Things, IIoT. is necessitated because of what we call automation. It is by driverless cars because most of the problem we had with those new technologies was a problem of speed of resolution, data resolution, sending data, collecting at the other end, and putting it back to become the information you need resolved. A second means a lot in automation. A second, that's why it could have been a 5G issue that brought down the, 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 the boy, because it's about how fast does your communication get to the point of it's being resolved and made sense out of. So 5G is just that we're living at that time right now. There's not mm -hmm. much we can do. The world is changing so fast, which is why we're even struggling to catch up with it. But for people to just sit in the back of their house, <clears throat> create content, and send it out, there are lots of arguments from companies, from digital organizations, 
projecting the true position of 5G and as it in fact impacts human health. It is not too different from what 4G used to be. So we are not talking about a five gigahertz bandwidth. We're talking about generation five bandwidth. So there's not a lot that's too different from what it's always been, you know. So basically it's just a rate of speed. And and this new generation speed, of, of the fifth generation because, versus yes. the fourth generation of speed. Right, right. And let me tell you why 5G is very important. People hear blockchain, because this is what I do, this kind of discussion I have all over the world. We people hear blockchain. 5G is that since we are almost having 70 to 80% of our transactions online, there is need for faster authentication. And faster authentication becomes when you lose a deal or when you make a deal. Mm -hmm. Because if you swipe your card in a shop or in an attempt to buy stuff over the internet, and that resolution does not give you an approval, this approval, instantly chances are that deal might not be made again so for those who are working on that they believe that every time you have to close a deal that deal should close so they probably want to call the the uh, the, the blockchain technology what is right. blockchain technology blockchain technology is very similar to what 5g does blockchain technology is to copy is to create a copy of your digital identity at multiple points so that your authentication or your transaction is authenticated at the closest point. That's basically what blockchain does. Just like so now, for blockchain to work effectively, there is a need for a very fast internet resolution speed as well. You understand where I'm coming from? Yes. So that's how the world has moved on. So if you're not aware of how the world has moved on, you go probably look for what makes some interesting discussion by looking at those little stuff that cannot be substantiated. So the need for a faster speed of authentication, faster speed of resolution, faster speed of automation has brought in the need for a 5G bandwidth technology. Otherwise, and you're not going to hear fail a driverless car testing anymore. You probably will not hear what happened in, in the Boeing that was just max that was granted, because that could have been the basic resolution issue. Less than 0.5 seconds of the air means a lot. You know what I'm saying? So that is really where we are. And we just have to appreciate the fact that that's where we are. Yeah, because I remember, hell, I used to have two, three, $400 phone bills from calling Nigeria. Now we can call Nigeria yeah. for free now. Free. And so, yeah, and this is all you know because a lot of stuff are happening, so you must be able to create. It's like having a highway that you used to have a four lane highway and downtown, and all of a sudden, the traffic that comes downtown needs a 10 lane highway. Is either you keep running a four lane highway with all the bottlenecks that comes with a four lane highway, or you damn hell open that highway to a 10 lane highway. And let your triple be consistent. That's just all about it. Yes, you know, rocket science, yeah. All right, let's get some questions in. I know people are chewing at the bit, especially Dr. Quake Koo and Gregory, when you start talking about this technology. So let's go to Quake Koo, then Gregory, and then we'll go right on down the line. Go ahead, Dr. Quake Koo. You're on with King Coco. Well, I, no, I think he was very clear there about that. I, I had some questions about personally about how this uh, 5G supposedly affects us 
uh, whether it be psychologically or whatever way. But it, it appears to me that this is a it's not a detriment that it's a it's a process that we need to engage and start to utilize uh, in our efforts to really bring all of you know the resources together on the continent and here amongst our people. We need to start utilizing that process. So, uh, yeah, he, I agree with everything that the uh, brother said that, you know, because without a doubt, we need to find ways to bridge that gap of communication. And like you and I, I know people in Ethiopia, I know people in Ghana and Nigeria, and I talk to some of them on a daily basis. And and, and it's, it's always been, you know, a number of few to 10 years ago, it was always about how to get us to come together in agreement that we are one 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 person we are one one group and as long as we are divided that we will never no matter what resources are available as long as we are divided and 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 battling with each other that we will never be able to achieve the success necessary to bring back uh, control of of the motherland and that's you know that's my little take on that Yes, sir. Thank you. Just to add to what my brother just said, uh, we today, you see, we had a common, we were the common enemy when it all started. The white folks trying to tell black folks in America how we sold them into slavery. But I don't have a clue about what happened in that generation. You know what I'm saying? And uh, until tomorrow, I would not subscribe to that. So it's important we start looking. But today, I bet you, Nigeria is still the common denominator of being beaten up. But we all see that we all share the same pain because nobody, when you walk down the street, nobody knows whether you're Nigerian or you're Black American. We all look alike. So the same shit that's given to me, given to you. So exactly. it's just better we work as a realize. Listen, this not gonna go down well. It will keep fight, keep beating each other up. It's time to keep lifting each other up so we can stay up. Yes, sir. Oh, Hotel. Right. Gregory, you have a question for King Coco. Uh, yes. Well, I guess a question or maybe even a statement. Um, because the years that I was studying frequency manipulation uh, with electronics, there was really no difference between that and learning how to manipulate the mind. Uh, and I think that that's probably where a lot of the technology is going to. I mean, at least the references that I've seen is that uh, with the DNA, with mind manipulation, it's not telling you what they've gotten to at this point. Because they are very, very quick to tell us that they're not really doing anything where we know that they are. So. How much of this technology are you aware of? Because we are uh, at a point. Yes, I'm already sure, Atta. I'm already sure. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Atta, oh. let me call you back. I'm on the radio show. Go ahead, sir. I'm listening to you. Go ahead, sir. Sorry, that was a call okay. for another radio show. Yeah. Go ahead. Ask me that question again, yes. please. I'm just uh, just trying to find out how much are of this technology are you aware of? in dealing with um, the obvious DNA and brain manipulation, because they are into that. 
Uh, they were starting to get into that when I was studying electronics. And that was 40 years ago. Okay. Uh, well, uh, what I would say regarding that is that, that has, that's an integral part of innovation. How you make people to see your new creation is equally an integral part of, uh, of introducing anything new. But I, I was speaking in comparative basis of 3G, 4G, 5G, because when we hear 5G, it's like a much more concentrated bandwidth is being, is being driven through the, the conduit. I, that's what I want to say that that's not correct. It's just all about multiplying the speed of convergence of data that 5G is all about. It's really more about sensors and hardware multiplication than actually bandwidth or gigahertz or whatever frequency you guys want to define it throughput. That having been said, I am not holding brief for 5G deployment because I'm not making no money more than anybody else trying to make money out of it. But what I'm saying is we need to first of all have facts before we start throwing stuff out there. Because at the end of the day, what's going to happen is that some of us that would have jumped into that foray to be part of that economy will sit back for just the mere fact that we are being brainwashed in a different direction. Nobody knows who's doing it or for what purpose they're doing it, but it could be done just to keep some people out. Well, we're already in that contemporary generation. This is the times we're in. If it's good for us, let us go for it. If it's going to be bad for us, we're going to go. See, like the climate change issue has come to a point today that the world must shut down. Even with the coronavirus, the world had to shut down. And I bet you, but then look at the numbers of improvement of this world being shut down for this number of days, it will come back with some very positive information. So let's not drive down what we can. You see, the, 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 the whole idea of, uh, of, uh, of uh, speculation or whatever theory we all have to put out there at all times might not be to our own good. Let's have an open mind, embrace it, and dig up more information. And as an agile practitioner, as we confront the hazard that comes with it, we work on modalities to improve on it. Let us not kill ourselves trying to think about stuff we don't have control over right now. All right, I got so a question want, for you, and then I'm going to go to Gina. Uh, what is artificial intelligence? Well, artificial intelligence is the ability to collect data, analyze data, and create a pattern out of that data that you've collected, and use that data, that pattern, to make informed, in, informed decisions from designing to implementation of a network situation. Let me break it down like this. Okay. Uh, you walk, you, 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 you own an elevator in a 40-story building you live in. The management, the elevator is able to generate information to management that this elevator will need to be to be maintained in another one week because elevator maintainer is a function of how many rides it does how many people it carries you know what i'm saying up and on how long it stays on and off downtime electricity electricity fluctuation so you now create a sensitive a digital platform that now collects all this information and based on this information, he's able to predict when you need what they call a predictive maintenance. So it saves you costs. It saves you costs on downtime 
and it says it caused an accident. So basically, that's the premise of artificial intelligence, using the data we've always ignored to make sense out of it. So it is a big business today for those that manages that aspect of technology. I don't know if I want to answer your question. All right. Does it have anything to do with biometrics? It got nothing to do with biometrics. Biometrics is basically data, your biological data. You know, it has that with biometrics. It's exactly everything to do with digital analytics. Creating a metrics, you're collecting all information within a, a, an ecosystem and making sense of this information called metrics. With that era, we leave it now, yes. So it's not rocket science, but uh, I, I, I think that's why if you type, if you type, on your laptop, they throw you a possible word that should follow your last word. Those are all elements of artificial intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Because by basic English, if say this is, if you type this, they'll go give you two options. This is or was. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's using what you put in over time to help you do what you want to do easier and faster, right. saving time right. and cost. Yes. Okay. Right. Cool. That's what it is. All right. All right, we've got a couple of people that raised their hands. Go ahead, Gina. Go ahead. Then I see Dr. Kwaku has his hand up as well. Oh, and if anybody's not familiar with held, holding your hands up, all you got to do is just hit the star two on on your phone. And if you're on the computer, you can just hit get the little uh, hands up in uh, in your little box there on the screen. So go ahead, Gina. Can you hear me? Uh, just barely. Yes. Go ahead. Now we can't hear you. Okay, I'll come back. All right, let's go to Dr. Kwaku. You got your hand in the air too. Um, yeah, I have a question as well as maybe just a statement here. And I wanted to ask the brother. Uh, I deal uh, in a realm of, of uh, how people think and you know what is the connecting forces that can elevate our thinking so that we start to reconnect with the people in ethiopia nigeria the congo uh, ghana wherever what do you think is the most important factors that we need to pursue here as as, as so-called black americans in order to bridge that gap with the people on the continent uh for me i think uh, it has to do more with learning about the other person that you're interested in his environment you know because uh lack of learning my people perish my people perish for lack of knowledge and i want to believe that lack of knowledge has kept us apart and made us uh, see more differences that we're being told about each other than talking about the similarities so i still believe that uh both sides of the aisle needs to reach out and learn. I am where I am today, thinking very differently because I've been exposed to the American society. I've been exposed to the hood in America. I've been exposed to the kind of information that very few people of African descent get to know because of my natural way of life. And I've come to see that most of the issues that they made it look like were so different from from the, the the black in America, I might not really be that that much. It's just that we don't really interact much to even see 
the real potential that could actually shadow the, the, the differences we are basically hyping on. So I think it's all about reaching out and uh, having an open mind as well, because uh, I don't believe what my grandfather told me uh, 60 years ago might still hold today, confronted with all the differences that happen over time. So we need to just reach out, learn more, and then unlearn. We're going to find a word in today's contemporary digital uh, space, the word unlearn. Because if you're not willing to unlearn, shake off an old belief that we will hold strongly, then there might be no room for something new to come in. So I think we just have to keep an open mind and, and do a lot of more learning and then try to unlearn what we think we don't need anymore. All right. Cool. Thank you. All right, let's go to Alex. You've been quiet for a little while. You got a, a question for King Coco. No, I, I, I've been listening. Um, I, I just want to uh, touch on one piece uh, that Coco said. Uh, so, yes, I appreciate the fact that we need to um, work together as, uh, as a, a, a race of people. Um, but there's, there's, you know, when Coco said um, we need to, we he wasn't born a gen that in that generation regarding slavery. Um, we could say the same thing about the um, the the Caucasian people here who said, well, um, why do we need to pay reparations? I wasn't born back then, so you know, this for us in America as Black folks in America, one thing that you know, I belong to a group that. We, we um, are advocates for American descendants of slavery, and um, we tend to get a lot of Africans that come on to that particular show and really have some negative things to say about us. It's that, you know, we're here um, in America trying to uh, get our reparations for, some, for a wrong that has never been resolved, and when you have people not that we're different people. When you have people from other countries that come in and um, experience a different type of America that we have historically experienced and then look down on us, that's not, that's not something that sets us up for uh, uh, bridging the gap between, um, between what has happened to us that's caused us to, caused us to be in this condition. You know, on one of your shows, Chief, a Nigerian lady came on and said that um, black men in America are lazy. She made a generalist statement. And, you know, these are the things that keep keep us apart from each other is um, those kind of statements uh, based on the majority in America or who claims that they're majority uh, economically that they make these statements, they color us in the wrong way, and then people who come from another country take on this same attitude towards us, and that's what prevents us from bridging the gap with each other. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Yeah, I agree with you on that on that projection, you know, but it's not a trajectory we need to hold on to. And we always have to clearly understand the fact that people are different, people's exposure levels are different. And uh, one one man says should not be used to blanket the entire people. I have lived with a lot of Americans. I've got I live in the hood a lot of times. 
people keep wondering, what are you going to do there? I said, I have bodies there, I have friends there. So I've come to understand a whole lot of stuff differently. I've come to understand the, the fabric of the American black family. I've come to understand the level of distortion that's happened to that family fabric. I've come to understand how that family is being manipulated against itself. So I cannot take such a position in any way because and I know better. But that might not be the same of knowledge or exposure that everybody else has. So we shouldn't hold one comment like that ever, and that becomes a beclouding factor to being able to look at the possibilities of getting things done much better. It's all about education, like I said. Keep educating each other and keep understanding what we all gone through, and then we'll understand. You see, it's even harder when you're an African. I live in Africa. You have leadership that is so full of crap. You know, it is not a white man that's running Africa. It's still Africans who are so selfish about each other, have so much into themselves that they don't see how they could make a larger society better for everyone. The whole idea of my reverse migration would be much easier if an African-American could find a need or example of good leadership in Africa and want to say, okay, I could fit in there. So the whole thing is affecting all of us in multiple ways. And, and I, hate, I hate to say this, but that is what we have to confront and see how we can bring the right people to help us keep that Afrocentric mindset in place. Help us look at what each other have dealt with and see how we can all be better people. I don't want us to keep beating a drum of uh, the haters or nobody's lazy. Everybody, you go to Africa, you find people that are looking for work, they can't even find work too. So it happens everywhere. But all in the function of how we choose to look at things, how mature we want to reason, and that's the way we can move forward. The whole idea of looking for loopholes to hold us down and keep pitching each other up ain't going to help much. That's all I can say about that. Oh, yeah. See, as more and more we have this, this dialogue, this is one of the reasons why my show was conceived in the first place, was to bridge this gap. And uh, we want uh, the people from here to reach out and say whatever so that we can eliminate any of this rubbish uh, that has been going on for some time. And we want to reach across that pond and to grab hands and let's remove the myths. And it's nothing that's stopping us but ourselves and it's not the right. white man uh, we just got to do it ourselves and we just need to have people on both sides of the pond and let's right. uh get to know one another because once you guys do oh, go especially yeah. in nigeria oh, you will see that, that you're going to see people who look just yeah. like yeah. you yeah. Oh, you're going to see it i mean because even when i was there man i was i saw people look like my cousins over there <laughs> and uh, man, I said, "Holy crap!" And 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 so uh, you will see that you will see people who look like you, look like your family. And so um, I I definitely want us to start bridging um, um, uh, bridging this gap uh, between us here and them over there. And and now, if anybody has any questions, just hit star two on your phone. Uh, let's go to six five eight five one zero six five eight. You have any questions for King Coco? Uh, not at this time. Just kind of gathering all this information in and uh, looking for a way to be part of helping 
resolve our problems. So I'm good right now. Thank you for asking. All right. And that's uh, Stan there on the Lion King Coco. And, and Stan is a nutritionist as well, too. I mean, before you came on, I don't know if you heard it or not, but in Nigeria, man, they have various different uh, cures for a lot of things over there, man. And so I definitely want you to get exposed to a lot of the natural healing uh, that's there in uh, yeah. Nigeria. As a matter of, can I just jump in there? Let me yeah. jump in right there. Let me jump in right there because uh, the coronavirus will get projected. Tens of millions will die in Africa. And, uh, and uh, I plan to be corrected as I speak right now to the fact that Nigeria has barely 200 infections today, as of today, and, uh, yeah, and about four deaths out of that. And you got ahead when Trump said, oh, let's use a chloroquine phosphate which is what Africans has been taking to cure malaria for, for generations. So it could be, I'm not speaking from a clinical perspective of verification, but it could be the fact that we've been taking chloroquine for years, that it, killed, it, 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 it splits the impact of virus, of coronavirus in that continent. Because if you see the way Africans live, the communal setting they live, that shit will wipe out the entire place in a minute. But until today, we have not talked about a thousand cases in Nigeria alone, and the borders have been shut. So the no foreigner is coming going out. For Corona had an incubation period of 14 days to manifest. I don't see where it's going to come into Africa from anymore. Okay. And right. the first case happened when about the initial case started 60, 60 days, 70 days ago. So by now, it would have ravaged that place. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and the rate of recovery is not what it is here. We think I love all people there. You understand? They don't even pick up that stuff. So it's obvious that there's an immunity factor that that continent has better than any other continent because we're still very close to, to nature. We're still green. We're still very organic in a lot of stuff we eat. We still eat stuff from the wild. You know what I'm saying? Most of mm -hmm. our chicken, most of our cow we eat. It's not GMO stuff. So for Bill Gates, I've said, we intend this thing. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I believe that that man needs to be to be questioned. He needs to tell us what he knows a little better about the situation. Because for him to have spoken five years ago and five years after the, the virus is wiping out the entire world, whatever was their plan, if they're looking at those kind of numbers in Africa, I'm sure they're very disappointed. Because I want to share something with you guys again. The whole era of automation and robotics and AI was massively pushed by white folks because they know that the average age in america is about 30, the median age in america is 39 europe is 40 japan is 42 africa is 18. so when projections are made by the economic forum world economic forum that the next 20 15 20 years the global workforce will come out of there that was why the war was pushing ai pushing robotics, pushing automation a lot, thinking this will totally eliminate the need for hands-on workers because it was going to benefit the African continent more. So we don't know what these guys are up to. 
And now, with Africa, with the least occurrence of corona, you now came up with vaccine and want to go and test it in Africa. What's the basis of that thinking? I don't even understand what I'm saying. So for everything that happens, there are winners and losers. But one thing I know, man extremities is got opportunities. And I want to see if people will see the picture, see the vision of finding out what are the opportunities that comes out of Corona. That's what I want us to make a show about after this. Yes, sir. And when do you think you'll be going on tomorrow or next week? Uh, I'm going to sit up. I'm going to try and see if I can set up my show again. I can always do a show anytime. Uh, Post-corona is what I want to talk about because right now in Africa is looking at post-corona situation. We have just last weekend, we decided to, to have a lockdown. So it will not look like we are totally uh, not bothered about it. Because right, right. I was, because I thought what I was seeing in the news in America was probably going to happen there, but I will not happen because the planes are not flying to Africa. The 14-day incubation period for corona is long gone. So unless some Chinese are here, they're now sending container loads of, of, of infected masks into Africa, you know, mm -hmm. which is what I heard happened in Italy. I don't know how far that is true. I don't like being part of a speculation theory. So these are all what we have to be mindful of. But most importantly, most importantly, what is happening post-corona? That is yeah, all. Think, Technology. One area, one area I want to say we should look at critically is if you are into stocks, if you are into investment, look at technology because that is the only area that has lived above board despite yes. corona infestation. So it's likely going to be where a lot of wealth is going to be created. So let's go digital. That's what I talk about all ago. All right. Let's see. I think we have another caller here. Uh, 872, state your name. Where are you calling from? And do you have any questions for King Coco? Uh, my name is Adrian Tolfrey. Can you hear me? Hey, yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes, we right. can hear you. We can hear you. Oh, okay. Were you aware the show yeah, started at 10 o'clock? Right. I know. I know. I got in when I got in. So I don't really, I'm just kind of <laughs> listening. Um, I'm just kind of listening. I don't have any questions. Great discussion. Oh, yeah, you should have heard the beginning of it. I know, I missed it. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, so you'll get fussed at later about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. I think we got Gina on mute, too. Where are you? Can you hear me? Gina's at you. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, what happened? I couldn't even get through online. Did you see my comments that I was typing? Yeah, you have a whole string of comments here. <laughs> well, there's some links yeah. people can check out. And my two yeah, cents, yeah. but I said that a while back, so I don't have anything to say now. But, mm. you know, just just listening. You still have to be cautious with whatever new technology. Even though we do not have control, you, you do to a, to a certain extent. You can turn your phone off at night and not let anything get through. It could be only operable during certain hours, so I, 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 I beg to differ with that. Um, you do have to be careful, and I agree with Gregory with the frequency manipulation and things of that nature. Um, I know someone that, that, that uh, they're, they're no longer here. They've transitioned, but he was an aerospace engineer for um, our defense. So there's a lot of things that go on that we don't know about, but I do advocate keeping yourself safe with 5G, 6G, 10, whatever's coming through the future, AI included. 
That's just my two cents. Well, that AI was a lead-in for you, right? You know that. Well, I don't know enough about the technology, but I was told by that person that it's something not to play with. And basically, he told me to leave it alone. I can know mm-hmm. about it. It's incorporated in my life to some extent when I, extent when I deal with technology, when I deal on my jobs. Um, but it's not something – there were two things he told me to stay away from. or Be careful for AI, of AI, and stop – digging in to see what Anonymous was about. So I kind of left that one alone. But, you know, he, he just like him, on the weekends, we call each other and exchange stories, but his stories could only go to a certain degree because he worked for the Department of Defense. I can look at those satellites and see his programming up there. So I'm sure he knew a lot, and I, knew what he was, I know he knew what he was talking about. And if he says stay safe, that's what I'm going to do. Once what again, about my two router, your router modem being at your desk Oh, level. yeah. There was one incident I was telling um, Andre about. Um, I had bought a router that he suggested, gave me all the numbers, the specs, everything. And it was like two, three months later, two weeks later, a month, whatever. He called and he asked me where it was. And I told him I had it high up. And he went off. He told me, get it off the top of there. You don't put it up there. Put it on the floor. But he would never go into a lot of detail because he could not. He only could travel certain places. But he could, walk, he could go to Washington and walk on the grounds of the White House with his clearance. So when he – I mean, I've never really heard my uncle go off. He went off. He was just like, you don't put that, you know, blah, 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 up there. You keep it on the damn floor and blah, 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 and – He said something about the frequencies. Of course, that went way over my head. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not an engineer. (laughs) But it was just, you know, when he spoke, you listened. He was kind of like the the leader of the family when it came to things that would keep us safe. And, yeah, do I miss him today? I'd be on the phone like, what the hell are they doing? Because he was retired when he transitioned. But, you know, he still stayed. He still had one foot in the door of of what he used to do. for this country, I'm doing air quotes. because yeah. <laughs> he knows it, he knows his niece. He know, well, actually, he knew his niece. But anyway, go ahead, Dre. That's why, Coco, I, I send out invitations to uh, Lenny as well every week for him to uh, join the show. So with, uh, we would love oh. to have him on in the next session, and a lot of these questions can be answered. And uh, also, we're okay. going to be going with our motion picture projects that we're supposed to, that we talked about uh, some time ago as well, too. So, man, not technology, not technology is needed now even more than ever because uh, since the shutting down of the regular major networks, because they couldn't produce their content anymore, and now you can see people are doing a lot like you're doing from their homes. So, it brings that technology to the forefront. I'm sure I have it on this network. Some yeah. next weekend, next week, same time, hopefully, so you can talk really, a little really, bit about really, that. Really good. Oh, yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, and our brother from Boston, too. I like that brother. He's very sharp. What's his Whoa, name? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good. I have them back on the, on, 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 on the data waves, which is what we call this now. Yes. yes. The data All waves. Right. I have All them right, back man. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Man, we've been going how long today? Two hours and 10 minutes and 48 seconds. Holy crap. And this is Saturday. So uh, let's get into the wrap-up phase. Uh, does anybody have any closing remarks that they want to make? Gregory, Kwaku, Gina, Lady Ross, come on with it. Uh, we've been blessed today to have King Coco on here. So uh, anybody have any 
closing comments you want to make the day before we wrap it up? I had a quick question. Go ahead. Um, when you were speaking of AI, um, artificial intelligence, I was watching a documentary on just last night, and it was called The Year One Million. And the year one million didn't really have to do with the actual year itself, but uh, artificial intelligence way down the line. Um, you know, T25CL, I don't know if a lot of people know what the acronym T25CL stands for, is towards 25th century living, towards things in the future. And with when you were talking to uh, King Coco about AI, um, artificial intelligence, it was showing how um, these robotics were uh, um, beating world champions at chess. They made a mistake, but they were able to come back and rectify the mistake and were able to beat world champions at whatever the game was, whatever the, um, the procedure was. Where do you see artificial intelligence and i was listening to gina too uh, regarding artificial intelligence is stay away but to really be mindful of what's going on with that where do you see that within our future in coco yeah was that a question for me go ahead again can you answer that again that was a question for you where do you see ai within our future uh, basically, AI has come to stay. You can only get more, take more control of how we make decisions than what it is today, unless uh, there is any, something very drastic. But I know the guy that Dre was talking about, uh, Mr. Lenny, is I would rather say he believes more in human intelligence than actual intelligence. But I've seen AI come to stay in our operation, even in our design designing a, a project there's a major factor that has to do with ai ability to use the properly analyze information to design a smart project a project that could have less uh, less maintenance requirement or could have predictive maintenance in place so uh ai has come to stay like i said it started way back when we started seeing uh having autocorrect in your computer there was still elements of ai basic autocorrect and basic uh, filling filling in of basic uh, sentences so you can see where we are today so uh, i think uh, like I, I i i did mention earlier it's very important for us to go and pull up emerging skill sets whoever can write should be able to write that down emerging skill sets and then the fourth industrial revolution is another one. I'm going to probably tap it on, on, on here. So if you could go Google those information and see where the world is going digitally, because even the lingua franca has changed. Somebody needs to mute their phone. You hope I, I got it. I got it. Emerging skills is no longer what we used to call IT. Emerging skill sets. Pull that up. Then pull fourth industrial skill revolution. Yeah. Skill set. Because that is where we want to direct our children to be focused on. You can say you can equally pull disappearing skill sets. 
because it's very important we help our young ones to understand why they should be looking at certain things differently. And let me even throw a little more light on that. The whole era of four or five year graduating cycle is long gone. It's no longer obtainable because the pace at which technology changes require a faster rate of workforce development and training. So it's important we know where to train, what to train on, because between me and you, in another five years, 65% of people in school will be working on skill set they never got trained in school. So the world is changing so fast. And with the corona situation in place, it's even 10 times faster than what I thought it was going to be. That's just my take for today. Go ahead, go ahead. Man, we definitely want to thank you, man. It's great to have you back on this side of the world because I know you are in big demand in, in Nigeria and then on the Arabian Peninsula over there. So we're very, very <laughs> happy to have you back here, brother. And so let's start bridging this gap and uh, let's make it bigger and better. I mean, we've had a great, great crew here today. A lot of people called in today. So this has been super, super cool. And so uh, just send out notifications for when you're going to start up either next this week or next week, whatever it's going to be. I'll look it up next week, man. I want everybody to be on part of it, man. Let's do it next week because I'm just trying to get up the hard 14-day uh, quarantine, and I just got up that a few days ago, so I'm just gradually getting back into the mainstream. So just give me this weekend. Next weekend, I love. I would love to talk about post-corona. Let's focus on the opportunities that are coming up. Let's not be the same, but corona is already gone. That's yeah. what we can do together after it's Corona. That's very where, simple. Yes. That can be injected in there is that uh, when you're dealing with artificial intelligence, all you're doing, all you're dealing with is learning how to put together sequences of events automatically. Right. Right. More or less. Yeah. That's that's in a, that's that's in a basic explanation. Yes. Yeah, that's because what you said earlier. Yes. Yeah. That's right. exactly what right. you said basically, earlier. Yeah. Right. Be able yeah. to predict tomorrow, you know, be able to analyze your pitfalls and avoiding them. That is the downtime, reducing your downtime, you know, and all the stuff, accidents, you know, and all the stuff. All right, super cool. All right, all right. Yeah. so there are no there, questions. There's, go, go ahead. there's another go ahead. Um, documentary um, that you can probably find. It came out in 2018. It's called The Truth About Killer Ro Robots, and it's the fact that a robot murdered a worker in a factory or in a lab somewhere. Thought I'd throw that out there. It'd be something to watch, something to watch. It is true though. True story. Oh yeah, they made movies like uh, that movie uh, War Games that was made back in the 80s. Remember that with Matthew Broderick in it? I remember. Yeah, but this is actually a documentary that happened at some factory. Mm -hmm. Taking yeah. over. What did you say? It says filmmaker Maxim. Yeah, that could uh, whatever his name is, explores the many ways in which artificial intelligence is taking over people's lives and making them increasingly obsolete. Exactly. That was my point too, Gina, because, I, you know, when I was watching that movie, uh, Year One Million, that's exactly what took place. AI just took over the human, the human race. You know, it just kind of... And that's what this, this documentary, one of, those, one of those robots killed a worker. He murdered him. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me let me come in there now. You see, for every situation you find happening today with AI, with robotics, with automation, they are all driven by software. 
So that's why I said we need to go look at emerging skill sets. Emerging skill sets. Because for every job that is lost, two or three more higher paying jobs are created at the back end. But you will never see it at the front end because you don't, under, you don't know what it is. So that's why it is very important to go back and look at emerging skill sets or skill set for the digital transformation era, you know, emerging skill sets or skill sets for, for digital transformation era. And then we'll understand how we can replace those jobs. But the ones that are going are not coming back. Like I said, the ones that are going are not coming back. So it's important we get on the train and know what's up so we can make an informed decision, advise the next generation. Like I said, if 50% of the next global workforce is coming from Africa, so I need to go train my brothers. So they can, just like India is doing, India does $140 billion remittances on technology alone to India. That's Americans' wealth that's being siphoned out every day. So uh, I, we need to prepare our people to, to be in that position, to check it, even in America. Because the irony of today, contemporary technology is that every part of the world is starting together. America probably might be about 20% ahead. China might be about 20, 21%. India probably 19. So nobody has that much edge over the next person. So it's right now that we all need to jump on board, get the kids properly, oriented on what's happening and where the new jobs are going to be, let them go chase it and take it. They don't need their big doctorate, professorial degree no more. Go get a certification and compete. Yeah, he typed all these things into the chat box, the industrial revolution, digital transformation, and emerging skill sets. So I did copy them and put them in the notepad just in case uh, no one uh, wrote them down. So I'll have them. So if you want them after the show, I can uh, email these names over to you. All right, and uh, one of the things I know is, uh, okay, I'll get them over to you, i email them. And uh, there's another friend of mine, you guys remember Bernie, some of you guys would know me from way back. Yeah. You know, he, we always talked about this artificial uh, technology when you're actually putting human membranes into machines. And that's when, when you do that, and you're putting the biometrics inside of technologies. Now you're giving that machine intelligence and the ability to think on its own. And I think that was kind of maybe like a depiction in war games when that computer started thinking on its own. And it set up a false flag, of course, about uh, nuclear bombs being uh, sent off. It didn't happen. But these are some of the... the uh, things that are kind of dangerous about uh, biometrics when, when that machine can take over because the machine uh, can do some things. There are some dangers in way more advanced um, technologies, but um, but that's some of the way out scientific, uh, scientific, scientific. An order to do something, and then you accumulate these orders to do things, and then it starts looking at those orders, it sees that you did this at this instance compared to at this instance. And that's mm -hmm. when it's kind of the configuration that you think something is thinking, but it's actually just reacting to what it's been programmed to do. Yeah. So 
go go this can go in different directions man so i'll be glad when we get lenny on and uh we can get uh really into this thing and uh in the earlier part of the show i mentioned some one of the good things too about this uh virus you know with people at, at home cooking now and now you have more people at home so now they can hang on to our shows some people only stay on for maybe 10 15 minutes but uh, people that hang <laughs> here for two hours and 28 minutes you have nowhere to go <laughs> So thank the virus. Thank the wallah. is why you have it. The wallah spins forever. I mean, you never be spent again. You know, My that's what I do. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so especially when you start talking about technologies and uh, Africans in America and Africans in Africa, this is always great uh, commentary. We, want to, we don't want to talk about it. We want to be about it. And so we definitely want the kinships between our relatives, our cousins and stuff that's hanging over there in, in Nigeria as well. Because that we definitely got them there because they, they over there looking just like us. All right. So let's go ahead on and wrap it up because you, you guys can't go nowhere. But uh, I know you got something to do at the pad today. And so my little roping reporters here digging up information. Adrian, Gina, you guys got Keep digging up this information, and uh, we're Carrie Ford and Gregory's also digging stuff up. And so uh, let's keep the beat to going. And, and anytime you guys ever want to get together, you know, we'll, we'll just get together impromptu emergency show if we have to, because hell, can't nobody go nowhere. And so uh, these I Love Lucy refunds reruns get tired pretty soon. Three Stooges and all of that. And so when you get tired of it, if we need to do an emergency call, you got things on your chest or something comes out new on the news, uh, just let me know and we can do some emergency shows. So it's, it's no problem whatsoever because you can't go nowhere. So just go to T25CL.com. And look at United, we stand while you're just sitting there at the pad, too. You're going to enjoy it. Matter of fact, I'm going to go downstairs and watch it now. Put it on the screen. Check it out. And so uh, if you want to see Ricardo doing a dance, doing his robotic dance, watch United, we stand. (laughs) (laughs) You'll swear that he's a robot there at the end of the movie. (laughs) So, uh, no, go ahead. Check us out while you're at the pad. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, go ahead. Um, I just want—I just wanted to know if anybody um, heard us heard the story that uh, China has lied about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Anybody catch well, that story? That's, that's women. So there is no virus. The CIA is putting out. No, right there now. is a virus, but they weren't—they weren't, they weren't uh, completely transparent about when it started and <clears> exactly <throat> how many cases they had. Yeah, that's been known for a while. Well, they're, 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 they practice killing their people, so. Nothing new with them. They're, never they're murderers. But it's <laughs> but also within that story is uh, the U.S. involvement in the development of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a weapon. It was designed. I don't trust the, trust the government. <laughs> but you got to be Wonder a why. <laughs> Of that government has me in an internment camp in my apartment. <laughs> that underground <laughs> government 
that's called the, the deep state. And even Trump called him that the other day <laughs> because there is a powerful, very, very wicked underground government. And that's why a lot of these earthquakes that you've been hearing about in Salt Lake cities and all these other places don't have earthquakes. I wouldn't be surprised. They don't have a drone outside my door. And that area has been around for a long time as well. Yeah, those are not earthquakes. They, they're blowing, so yeah. they're killing people underground. Well, not people, it's some other type of entities. But now we, we get off track. Hell, I'm trying to end this thing so people can go out and do some cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all keep this thing going. We'll keep going three or four hours. And I'm not a talkative cat whatsoever. You guys know I don't do too much talking around here. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but you keep throwing this stuff out there. Of course, we got things to, that we can talk about. But I'm more than happy. And I already know that I'm going to be getting the calls right after we hang up. But give me a chance to go to the bathroom first before you start calling. <laughs> and you know who you are. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I've been drinking this tea and water stuff during the show. So I got to go. Yeah, I, need my, I need my, um, what was that? Um, people are starting to cook. Oh, look, I'm not going away from coffee beans. That was you talking that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I'm still going to have my caffeine here so I can pace around. <laughs> I mentioned it just sounds so crazy. I feel like Daddy said I can't go outside and play. Yeah, yeah I mentioned <laughs> I don't need it. All I got to do is go down to the waterfront. I get energized. I go all night. I've been up since what six o'clock this morning cleaning up the house. And so uh, I'm all good, man. Just I just got to get out this house from time to time. So uh, I got out right. yesterday and came home and got sleepy. I went out and got energized. And so, I was riding uh, around by the beach. Yeah, yeah, that that water will do something to you. So uh, I know. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to wrap it up now. I'm going to wrap it up. But if we need to do something, you guys just let me know because you ain't got nothing else to do but tune in the T25CL Entertainment. <laughs> so uh, look here. Let you go go in the kitchen and make some food. All right, cool. Let's let's wrap it up. And if, if Sister Rosa starts making some fried chicken and and some some greens and so. Some peach gobbler. I'm getting my behind in the car going to LA. Man. Look at here. So, uh, will they let I'm, you pass I'll, the grapevine? I don't care if she got doing chicken and, and, and peach gobbler going, I'll get around in some kind of damn way. And so, oh, he'll meet you halfway. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do something to get around. <laughs> Hello, all right, okay. All right, I'm going to really, really hang up on you guys now, and uh, we'll pick it up later. Watch out for Blast from King Coco uh, for next week. And when he brings Lenny on, make sure you be on time for that one because uh, that cat there is a cold cat when it comes down to technologies and things that uh, we here at T2 Biosil Entertainment are going to be doing with him and and uh, the things we're going to be doing with uh, King Coco and Ivy and and a lot of other people. So we got things on the board that's jumping off more than some little creepy bug that's that's crawling around here. (laughs) And so, okay, so we go sign off. And so we're going to say, Hotep and As-Salamu Be safe. Be safe. All right. All right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.